0: Hey, you're listening to Frank and Eric.
1: Frank. Check one. Hey. Just got done <clears> doing <throat> our vocal warm-ups. <laughs> uh,
2: you're Frank. Hey. Oh, we're starting. Okay. Yeah. I'm Eric. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes. Uh, this is episode two of Frank and Eric. Which is a new podcast. The podcast.
1: (laughs) From the makers of Frank and Eric Internet Famous. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Uh, This is a podcast wherein we review random things. Yes. Uh,
2: Things we, I I wouldn't even say like. Things we, not in this case. Things we know about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How was your day? You have a good day? Oh, I had an extremely stressful day. I'm very sorry to hear that. I work in uh, like a newsroom setting. Mm hmm. And there was big news today. So, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone's running around. <clears throat> Without getting into it, yeah. there's big news every day. Uh-huh. And then it's hard to tell if any of that this news This is matters. bigger news than yet, you know, than last week's news. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, well, let me tell you a little bit about my day. Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit how I live my life first. Okay. Just to set up. This uh, probably enormous bullet that I dodged. Okay. So I, like everyone, <clears throat> I buy everything on Amazon. Yeah. Right? Got the app on my phone. You're like, fuck the environment. <clears throat>
2: fuck poor these workers.
1: Fuck. Yep. Fuck everybody in my hometown who works at the Amazon warehouse. Yep. Fuck all the local people who own businesses here. Yep. I'm not walking two blocks to go buy toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to make sure uh, a fleet of logistics professionals <laughs> deliver that uh, toilet paper to me <clears> in a way that impacts the environment in the worst way humanly yes. possible. Yeah. Like everybody else. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have the Amazon app on my phone and I have basically gotten to the point, like I don't, you know, like I said, toilet paper things like that. We were just talking about Topo Chico. I'll just pull out the phone. Boom. Order Love it. Yeah. Boom. Bring me a case. I don't give a okay. shit. So, uh, I will say, just I just want to point out you live
2: maybe two blocks from a target, uh, and like many, many stores and shops.
1: Have and you those. ever walked a 12 pack of Topo Chico two blocks? Have not. Well, oh. <laughs> I have, you <laughs> know, know, someone is but not as many so times for you, <laughs> not as many, uh, not as many times as the people I have employed through the gig exactly. economy to yes. do it for me. Yes. Uh, but so, so what I'm saying is I, I don't, I just like, it's like I have this magic button in my pocket. Yeah. And when I think of something that I need slash want, I just press the magic button. And usually within 48 hours, it shows up on my doorstep. Sure. <clears throat> now I was thinking about, uh, did you ever go through a sorry <laughs> did you ever go through a drunk dialing phase? uh not really drunk texting okay, yeah, I feel like drunk dialing doesn't happen anymore because no, no one talks on the phone anymore right i mean I
2: have a friend I have friends who drunk dial me okay, just to chat when they're drunk and it's fun i I knew a girl who would call me and want to read from books,
1: huh. Like uh, classic novels to me. Like she just really enjoyed reading aloud. Yeah. She to call me an and read like um, Huck Finn or something. She should just make like a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, she should. Yeah. <laughs> she should have stopped. She want to hear
2: someone me. complaining on the other line.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, the the reason I bring up drunk dialing and... Amazon. Amazon is that I remember, like when I was around twenty years old, going through a drunk dialing phase, maybe twenty twenty one, and like you know, it was before I was really texting, but I had like one of those Nokia brick phones, and after seven p.m., you got free minutes or whatever. Uh You know, nights and weekends were free. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So I would just call everybody, and (laughs) and I. I can I can remember like the compulsion of drunk dialing people, but I can't imagine doing that now. Like it's just not something. Same. I would never in a million years dial my phone. I wouldn't <clears> call nine one
2: one. I would <laughs> love if my friends drunk dialed me now, though. I think it'd be really funny. Really? Yeah. Mm, uh, no. no, I think it'd be funny. Well. You just put out the call, so maybe it'll
1: happen. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's a call to all my friends. Drunk dial me. Go crazy. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think that I understand that anymore <clears throat> because I am so phobic of speaking on the phone, basically, at this point. Like, it's yeah. just something I avoid at all costs. Uh, I will occasionally drunk text, I think. But I think that's more—that's a single man's game. Yes, texting. for sure. Uh, most of what my are drunk texts. Are, yeah, 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 yeah. Most of my drunk texts are like, "I have a great idea." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so while I while I'm no longer in the frame of mind, I, I do the same thing. My my idea is usually intercourse, though. Oh, <laughs> that's that's
2: the difference, yeah. My,
1: Mine is <laughs> in great Idea. Mine is always, almost Sorry. always, a terrible hobby okay. uh, that I'm, I'm excited about, and maybe need to rope another person into. Yeah. Uh, so again, same. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we, we're. we're <laughs> anyway. Um. So. Uh. I. Uh, so while I can't understand the phone call thing anymore, it's not where my mind goes. I have reached this level of ease with ordering things on Amazon. So that I i have given myself a little too much freedom with Amazon. Basically, if I think of something that I want and it's in the range of like $20 or less, maybe $30 or less, yeah. I'm probably just going to buy it. Okay. And and then I'm always like, you know, you could, you could return stuff so easily. Like who cares? Nobody, it's like a win-win. Nobody, nobody gets hurt here except for the environment and everyone employed. Right. (laughs) But we're talking about my drunk whims here. So I, of course. So last night, you know, my wife's out of town. She returns tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of my last hurrah of living (laughs) like a total scumbag for five days. Uh And, uh, the reason I like talking to you because of the unconditional love and acceptance I get from you. Yep. Uh, Same. <laughs> is this unlike your wife? What, what is, where is this going? <laughs> so, so last night, I don't know how I went down this YouTube rabbit hole, but I started watching videos about giving people tattoos. Okay. And I was drinking. Uh-huh. So I bought a tattoo machine on Amazon. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Wow! <clears throat> right. So, bought a tattoo machine on Amazon. Is it less than twenty dollars? Thirty dollars. Wow. Okay. It comes with, a top notch tattoo machine. No, I think it's probably the worst okay. tattoo machine. But okay. it's the tattoo machine and like a hundred accessories. For, you could get into tattooing thirty dollars. So I'm. I last night I was just like, this is genius. Oh, I remember what's thinking, the, uh, what's the genius part? I don't know I mean uh <laughs> here on the sober side of things, I couldn't tell you, but i it it, it, <clears throat> it when I look back on it, it feels like that same uh <laughs> that like blind enthusiasm, yes, yeah. where you're like, oh my God, this person who lives in San Diego definitely wants me to call them right yes. now yeah. uh, in the middle of the night, uh because I really want to tell them how much I love them, yeah. you know where um <clears throat> that's the same unbridled unchecked enthusiasm I have when I'm sitting there with the combination of the YouTube algorithm and the Amazon app. Yeah. And then I woke up this morning. I woke up like, like, like Kevin's mom in home alone <laughs> when she sits up and it's just like, <laughs> and, uh, I like, I was like, Oh my God, no. Oh my God. What did I, I do? Like it shouldn't be that easy
2: to order a tattoo machine. Yeah. You I mean it shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, for $30 no. on Amazon, you can get, according to the description, that's a detriment to society. Everything you need to start a tattoo business. No, that's bad news. <laughs> um, So I, uh, I I was laying there in bed and I was all groggy and I pulled out uh, my phone and I saw that I got the email notification. My dog is drinking water. <laughs> very lapping it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This all day, didn't drink a drop. We'll wait for you, buddy. Um, but uh, so I saw I got the notif- the notification, like, thank you for your order or whatever, but it, I didn't get the notification saying that it shipped. Uh huh. So I, I scrambled with my you know, greasy, yeah. hungover fingers and I, I got to the order screen. And you, if you through the app, you can cancel your order. Uh huh. So I canceled it. Nice. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? The- you can just hide it in the closet, you'll never know. I'm not worried about my wife. I'm worried about giving myself a neck tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) My wife is uh, almost unconditionally supportive of all of my crazy ideas. Is that a hobby you're interested in pursuing, learning how to tattoo? Uh, No. I mean, in the (laughs) the cold light of dawn, I was like, that is a terrible idea. (laughs) That should be left to skilled professionals.
2: It's funny. I like tattoos. I feel like a creative person. No desire to give someone a tattoo. Yeah. I mean, I would do it drunkenly for sure.
1: Right. Which is why it
2: seemed like such a great, if I was at a bachelor party, absolutely. Oh, for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and like, and I think some of the reason I, I went down this, this hole was like, I, I stumbled across these videos where it was like people hanging out and being like, like giving each other tattoos fuck no and like laughing about it like giving each other like misspelled tattoos and they were like just laughing about how stupid it was and i was like this seems so fun i i like <laughs> I'm gonna to call all my friends up i like to draw i'll have everybody over <laughs> it'll be <laughs> sick um That's funny oh thank god uh there's that there's that delay yeah
2: i can't think of anything i do get very enthusiastic when i'm drunk as well the last time I can think of something, doing something no, well, not stupid, but I was out. I had a friend in town when I was in San Francisco, and I think it was a Friday, and I left work early, and we met up and just got plowed. Uh, she and I would drink a lot when we lived in New York together, um, but uh, we just picked up our pace, and uh, I had a bad day at work, and I was just like going for it, and then the person I was seeing showed up, <clears throat> and I wouldn't stop kissing her hand. Like uh, cause I was just like happy to see her and wanted to show my affection, <laughs> so I would, like kiss her hand and like kiss all the way up her like her arm, and she was like, "You need to stop this." <laughs> and it was like seven p.m. But
1: in your way. like in in your like narrow like frame of reference in the moment, you're like this is probably like a really charming. Yeah. I was like, what is the problem? I like you. This this is is me showing. I like you. This is how I show everyone that I like.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, so let's get to our, you want to get to our review? Yes. So, uh, this, this episode, I was going to say this week, who knows how frequent this will be, but, uh, this episode, episode two, we are going to review the movie police Academy. Yeah. Um, starring Steve Guttenberg, uh, and a cast of many, many others. Uh, it is a 1984 American comedy directed by Hugh Wilson, starring Steve Guttenberg, Kim Cattrall, and G.W. Bailey. Man, Kim Cattrall was
0: just
1: beautiful, beautiful, like shockingly attractive. I mean, she was obviously attractive in <clears throat> yeah, uh, she's uh, yo, yo, the everything woman, yeah. But like, oh, yeah. in Police Academy, young Kim Cattrall, whew, hachi machi, join the force for her. <laughs> Good
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> um, premiered in March twenty second,
1: nineteen eighty four. Uh, grossed one hundred and fifty million. What on a budget? Of, Holy shit! The, the budget was four point one million dollars. How did it make that much money? Okay, so it was the, it came out in a time where those kinds of movies were very popular. So the, this is crazy. <clears throat> the, the so the box office was one hundred and forty nine point eight million. Okay, on a four point one million dollar budget, and when the, when it was when it was released on VHS. In the first week, it sold 107,000 copies Huh? in one week. Wow. It's crazy, man. Who wants this? Um, uh, okay. Not a laugh in the entire movie. I will say I laughed out loud numerous times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, there, was, there was one laugh for me. It, I, I found this a total slog to watch it again. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, huh. but I didn't finish it. You didn't finish it? No. Oh, okay. And I was like, I can't <clears> do this <throat> bullshit
2: anymore. Because they're like... Okay, so one, the, if you haven't seen Police Academy, we'll take you through it.
1: It's like 80s, what, LA, right? No, they never tell you. But it, seems, it looks like LA. Like California. It's something. filmed in Toronto. Okay. <laughs> okay well... <laughs> right, they never tell you where it is. Well, it's because it's you're America. watching it and you're thinking, only people yeah. as beautiful as steve gutenberg live in los angeles and it's like
2: super sunny the entire time and yeah. everyone's wearing like shorts and t-shirts and steve gutenberg is wearing a half shirt and short shorts uh, great outfit when he shows up to the force yeah he's wearing a, a crop top sweatshirt with no sleeves that says a uh, bun in the oven yeah no it says one in the oven one in the oven yeah uh very funny yes that's a great halloween costume and he's ripped too
1: yeah he is this is peak. he's a, handsome man pete gutenberg though yeah like i feel like he he was genuinely handsome in this and like you know you saw him without his top on dude's cut ripped ripped up yeah but i think like later on when he joined the cast of like three men and a baby and all that you know three well yeah like a dad bought for that yeah, he. I sort of feel like he became like kind of like the runty guy of the group. Yeah, you know. Well, like, he's with Tom Selleck. I mean, it's yeah. hard to like. I mean, come on, well, come on. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, <clears throat> Steve Gutenberg, weird dude. Did you see him later on in uh, Party Down? Uh, I watched Party Down, but I don't remember Gutenberg. There's an episode where they they have to cater a party at Steve Gutenberg's house, oh, that's and like funny. he plays himself. Uh-huh. Um, does not age well, man. That's too bad. He looks like a little like. What? He looks a little Botoxed. He's jacked. Like okay. absolutely jacked. Looks a little mm. like Stallone kind of HGH. Like, okay. like you, you're like, you know how when like ripped dudes get old and stay ripped, they they're ripped, but they just like get thicker. Like claymation kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's like the direction he's gone. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad. Yeah.
2: Uh, but young Gutenberg total Fox. Absolutely. Handsome man. He looks on the shorter side though, right? Yeah, I would, I would think five, nine. Um, and, uh, so the premise is it starts off showing you a bunch of like misfits, uh, around town basically. And none of them can do a a proper job. So they all go to the police Academy. Each character, I will say outside of Gutenberg and like maybe two others, the joke is how they look. Oh, totally. Yes. There's the fat guy. There's the very tall guy. Yeah. There's the, the guy who makes noises. Like no one has more dimension
1: to their personality or character other than like h- how you see them. Yeah. There's Steve Gutenberg <clears throat> and Kim control. They're the only ones who like you, you're supposed to like understand their motivations.
2: Yeah. But Kim control maybe has what four speaking lines, the whole movie. Yeah. Um, again, not a woke movie by any means.
1: Right. I think it is, uh, I I want to say that the caveat of like I personally think it's a little disingenuous to like mind the past and like look at it through the you know woke lens of 2019. Uh-huh. I think that's sort of silly. Okay. But there's some real real There's some real problems. Real problems. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, so I'm not going to say any of the lines. Yeah. Um but there are some lines that like they're with, just Go ahead. If you were to say them on the street of New York, Ooh, no. you would get knocked yeah, out. Cold. I would, I would uh, advise against. Them. <laughs> uh, and so what's funny is there um, there is one line that Gutenberg says uh, about sleep. You can Google this. I'm not oh, going to yes. say it. It's for uh, a derogatory term for homosexuals. Yeah. And it's very offhanded. Yeah. Totally, it's like, doesn't fit. It's like, why did this line even have to be in here? Yeah. It's not a laugh. It's right. just like... There's no gag here. Yeah. It's like, as a way of explaining why he's getting up. So I I was thinking about that line, and I was like, that is just so weird. Yeah. So I Googled it. I Googled the okay. quote. And... Uh, <laughs> The, the internet's just full of people like, holy shit, do you remember this line from yeah. police academy? But I found this, uh, this really weird message board post where someone had, I guess, just rewatched police academy, heard that line, blew, it blew their mind. And, uh, I, so I've been thinking about this because police academy came out in 1984. I watched it like as a kid. Yeah, same. I, I, and watching we like, it watching with my dad. Exactly. This is such a like Saturday afternoon dad movie. Yes. Like your mom's out shopping. Hey, we're going to watch police Academy. Don't tell her. And uh, so uh, like not only was this movie massive, like massively successful, shockingly massive, it had, it spawned a cartoon, a Saturday morning cartoon, like police Academy, the cartoon. Yeah. This is a very adult movie. I would say. Well, there's no, there's not much cursing or violence really.
2: There's just nudity. There's nudity. Like playful nudity.
1: Right. And I guess the, the, <clears> the problematic <throat> language missed. would not be considered as problematic back yes. then or something. Right. But yeah, it's got like sort of meatballs style nudity. Like it, everybody's horny, but it's funny. Right. <laughs> it came out in the time when like meatballs and
2: porkies and all those kinds of movies were popular. Yeah. Porkies is Wildly racist. Oh, (laughs) crazy, crazy racist and sexist. Do not watch. Um, but, uh, police Academy is also racist and sexist, uh, to a lesser extent.
1: Yeah, but definitely in the same world of bigotry. Yes, for sure. (laughs) That being said, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. Uh, I mean, there are other reasons you shouldn't watch it. Yeah. That being that it's not very funny. (laughs) I laughed a couple of times. The only time I laughed was when they uh the two bad guys were uh in the in the like dorm room or not dorm room like the barracks yeah. with the guy that they were bullying and he was like throw his books out the window and, and he, he hit the just screen. threw them at the window and yeah. it I that was so stupid it made me laugh but like everything else like this movie doesn't really have a plot it's just I I thought it was going to be like um, Naked
2: Gun level jokes, like not Naked Gun and Airplane are those movies where it's like every scene
1: is a fucking joke, right? Which I love, and I thought it was going to be that. There's oh, a, no, there's more like of that. a plot than that, right? It's no. it's a serious movie, yeah. Like it's 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 attempting to tell a story. It's a journey. It's not like a satire of right, of right. this type of movie or something. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I I I just it, like you know the setup is. You know, they get a bunch of nitwits to sign up for the police academy. And then it's like, I wonder if they'll make it through the police academy. Yep. And then so for the next 90 minutes, you just watch like kind of comedic set piece after yep. comedic set piece. But like they never achieve a, like a a good laugh in any of them. You know, it's like, oh, look at this wacky situation. And it's like, instead of being funny, it's sort of cartoonish and very horny. Yeah. Yeah. Because every <laughs> scene, it's like each character
2: their bit is who they are. Right. Like the tall guy does something that the tall guy can't do. Right. And like the fat guy does something that the fat guy can't do. And, and the angry the, guy is the angry guy. And the white That's guy does every, something racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every scene is that I, I will say the, <laughs> the standout scene, in my opinion, was the party scene. Did you get to the party scene? Yeah. So the party scene, a lot happening in the party scene Yes. So the party scene is they have a break where they can go home for a couple of days from the police academy and then they have to come back. And then there's inevitably they all go to a party somewhere and the bad guys want to know where it is. And so (laughs) they are told to go to the Blue Oyster Bar. Yeah. Uh, Which turns out to be a gay bar. Yes. Like Like a leather gay bar. Right. And then all the other people go to party in... We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to the Blue Oyster thing in a second. But the the main party with Gutenberg and Hightower and all all your favorites is basically like in a camp somewhere. They're like in the middle of the woods. Inexplicably
1: at like a bonfire type situation. A bonfire
2: camp. And somebody's playing the saxophone. (laughs) Everybody's dancing. This
1: is the age of like rock sax, though. Or like okay. yacht, yacht rock sax. If I,
2: imagine showing up to a party at a campfire and some guy's playing the fucking sax, like dancing around playing
1: the sax. I was like, this is the worst party I've ever been to. Imagine being really good at playing the saxophone and showing up at a party, <laughs> like at a party in the woods and everybody's just like hanging out and like kind of getting bored. And then you just bust out your sax. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? All the ladies are just start taking their tops right. off. So, <laughs>
2: This guy is playing the sax,
1: <laughs> dancing around, playing the saxophone. There's
2: other music playing from somewhere too, a boombox or something. Yeah, people are sort of drinking beer, but nobody seems drunk. The party seems like it was going on for maybe 15 minutes, um, and so people start are like kind of dancing around the fire, and for whatever reason, just women start taking their tops off.
1: Right. Well, I think they start taking their tops off because they are with the character who is like the Lothario. Okay, but like three women. Well, yeah, because like, no, no woman can resist him, you know? And they're just like, and in that combined with the sax. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> saxophone is a very sexy instrument. <laughs> and then Kim control and Steve Gutenberg, uh, have relations for the first time. And that's suppo- yeah, that's supposed to be like Steve Gooden or she's like, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? And it's like, that's supposed 30 seconds to be- later they have sex. Yeah. But in that moment where they're like, we got to get away from this campfire where there's nothing but saxophones and boobs. We, like that somehow makes them like the sensitive, classy characters. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The ones with death. And that's the thing. Nothing. That, and I'm not, this isn't I'm not like picking on this movie. Like, like with my modern gaze. Sure. Sure. I'm just saying like objectively, nothing makes sense. Yeah. Like I, what the hell are you people doing? What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: Um, like what a hot American summer, like is a kind of a parody of that sort of oh, like Oh, absolutely. Kind of scene, yeah. Um, but back to the, uh, the gay bar scene, right? So, so these two guys, these two straight angry white dudes walk into a gay bar and the scene is the gag is they're now in a gay bar and they don't know what to do. That's they're, the punchline. That's the punchline. It's a gay bar. It's a gay bar. Right. <laughs> And also hold on, but like, there's also a threat of the gay guys will make you gay. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Like if you're around a lot of gay men, they will turn you gay or make you do gay stuff. Yeah. Which is basically what happens in the scene. Like they're forced to dance with the leather clad gay men. Yeah.
1: And enjoy it or something. Well, it's like you, you see like, like it's like two or three scenes. Right. And it's like, they, at the beginning, they're obviously being forced to dance because they're like outnumbered and it's like a scary situation or something. Yeah. But by the end, they're slow dancing with their heads on the other guy's shoulders and stuff. And it's like, Oh, they like dancing with gay guys. Like the gay guys made them gay. And is that, is that supposed to be a laugh line? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. Cause I'm watching. I was like, okay, uh, cool. You opened up your
1: horizons. That's chill like yeah and then and then like there's the scene where the where lieutenant harris asks them if there was a party and they're like yeah there was a party Uh, and he's like what happened and they're like there was dancing that's it yeah just dancing yeah you're supposed to be like (laughs) like we're laughing at the idea they could have been turned gay i think so okay i mean i honestly didn't even think about how like it's clearly got like that whole like threat of gays being able to make you gay. <laughs> I was just like, this is stupid. Like well, this is
2: right. Cause like they walk into the gay bar and they're seemingly obviously straight. Right. Right. And then they're, you know, as you, what happens when the gay bar, when you, you're straight, you get cornered right. by gay people, which is <laughs> right. always what happens. Right. So they're, they're cornered by all these, like these leather guys and then succumb to them. Yes. Okay. All right, you know, succumb to the gay agenda. (laughs) It just doesn't, I, I, you know, there's a,
1: your dad at home is like, yeah, he got him. Yeah. (laughs) Like like what? I was listening to this, uh, really, really powerful interview with Scott Thompson recently. Yeah. He was on your mom's house and he was talking about coming up through the world of comedy in the eighties. And he was like, yeah, it was really tough and shitty. Like, imagine, you know, you're like, of I mean Scott Thompson is very apparently gay like both in his mannerisms and like in his message like he is a very proud gay person and he was talking he was like imagine coming up in this world where like you're trying to go out there and do material that is interesting and like owns this and the guy who was just on before you like did a lisp and that was the whole joke. (laughs) like there's literally not even a joke. It's just like, people are literally like people are like impersonating you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like you you would walk out and like somebody would do a lisp and the crowd would be like on the, like fucking throwing a chair out the window. They're laughing so hard. They're losing their minds. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm going to go out there and see if I could win over this crowd. And, uh, I I feel like, you know, you get a taste of that when you look at movies from that era. Absolutely. um, there so, wasn't
2: other, there weren't any other gay jokes though.
1: Was there a, was there a gay cop? I don't there remember. Were, there was no gay cop anything, or a lesbian right? cop either. Right. Right. I can't think of any. Yeah. It seems like, you know, because they're like doing these one dimensional characters that there might there, there would have been, but I, yeah. I can't think of one.
2: So being a, a tall
1: person, did you find
2: the high tower jokes uh, like very extra frustrating? Didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, You know, I, I don't really, I can't honestly say that I identify very much with Bubba Smith, the former NFL football player Uh who is, you know, being, uh, objectified objectified in some way in this movie. Um, it was just so dumb. Like I just didn't find it. It wasn't even smart enough to offend me. Like in, (laughs) in terms of like, you know, it was just kind of like, Oh, he's a huge tall guy. Yeah. So and there was a gag that he's a florist. Yeah. That's one of the and he's like, yeah, you know, flowers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um I was like, all right, okay, I get it. I get it. And that's another like, man, uh, uh, I can imagine my dad drinking three Coors Lights and laughing his goddamn ass oh, of off course. on a Saturday afternoon watching that. Of course. Um Oh, but I I I just realized I didn't complete uh, the thought that I had earlier, but I, 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 so I researched that, that crazy line, um, about sleeping that Mahoney has. And I found this person on, uh, the, on the message board and they said, I just, did I just hear this correctly in the very broadly? It was like the, uh, very broadly successful children's comedy police academy, children's comedy. And I was like, what? It's rated R, isn't it? Yeah, apparently it's the only one in the whole franchise that was rated R. But huh. this person uh like in their recollection of Police Academy thought of it as a children's movie, which like I would never think of it as a children's movie. No. But like it's interesting how a movie that is this uh like um I don't know what the right word for it is, like not edgy, but it's like uh crass or whatever yeah like it had such a broad appeal like it was it like it spawned a saturday morning cartoon absolutely also rambo did too which is also weird if you think about it yeah um like this guy who's super damaged by vietnam and is like hunting people like (laughs) he makes a great saturday morning cartoon but uh it opened in the number one spot
2: yeah 1984. Jesus Christ. I think everybody was just like really horny in 1984 grossed 80 point 81 point 2 million.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It made wow. s- it was ma- there were action figures. Did you see that there? Kenner made uh police academy action figures. Like, yeah, it was massive. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it zero out of four stars. Oh, yeah. I have his quote about it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so his, Roger Ebert's quote, which is really spot on. <laughs> it's so bad maybe you should pull your money and draw straws and send one of the guys off to rent it so that in the future whenever you think you're sitting through a bad comedy he could shake his head and chuckle tolerantly and explain that you don't know what bad is wow uh the new york times gave it a favorable review
2: it's uh interesting uh
1: yeah pretty pretty amazing it's um Soundtrack, lots of old timey racial uh, racial epithets yep. throughout. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was weird when they turned the car over. <laughs> Oof. Um, anyway. oh, oh wait, the person on the message board called it a mainstream kids' movie from the eighties. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I could see how if you only had like a vague recollection of it, it's for bros. Like what, there weren't bros then,
2: but it's for like dads. Yeah. Like racist dads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is sort of the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, I'm just like looking at my notes. Oh, did you, did did you see the, uh, the taglines for this movie? No. So there's four taglines. Okay. They're so bad. Tag. I mean, you you know, these are like, these are on the poster. Yeah. Right. Police Academy. What an institution. Oof. Police. Oof. A- <laughs> okay. Police academy. <clears throat> want to be a law enforcement officer? All you do is join the farce. Wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Oh. Can I get a
1: drop for that? Jeez. Oh, join the farce. That makes <laughs> me want to buy a tattoo machine and tattoo it <laughs> on me. <laughs> join the farce uh, okay when these cops hit the streets even the bad guys die laughing okay
2: that's that's okay
1: that i can tolerate okay all right i mean it's definitely I, the best of those three. i would wear that on a t-shirt um this one real wordy uh the new police recruits call them slobs call them jerks call them gross just don't call them when you're in trouble. That is like the quintessential goofball 80s <laughs> movie tagline. <laughs> yeah. Way too long. Yep. Real hokey. Yeah. I think join the farce is. Join the, the farce. That's, no. that's, the, that's the worst one. <laughs> join the farce. Oh. I wonder if Spaceballs had like, may, may the farce be with you. Look it up. I don't think it did.
2: I, they're, I'm, they're, I'm sure they had they're something. They're way too
1: smart for that. Honey and similar. I'm going to look it up. Um. So let's see. I'm looking at what I got here. Uh, so there was there was the uh the cartoon, which was in 1989. But then there was the TV series from 1997. It okay. ran for two seasons. It was like they that's re- way
2: too late in time for their, th- that to exist.
1: Yeah. Well, they uh, I wonder. I'm trying to think of when the movies died. The last the last installment like killed the killed the franchise. It was like a 10 million dollar budget and it only made like one hundred thousand dollars or something. Mm hmm. And I think it was, it was, uh, Russian. It was mission to Moscow. <laughs> uh, let's I just, see. I, I remember from, I think it's police Academy three or four. The, like the, at the end, the climax is a, a jet ski chase. Wow. And I was like, this is sick. I need a jet ski. Um, that reminds me of something else I'm going to talk about later.
2: Uh, okay. Tagline. Sorry. It's taking me a minute. There's a Spaceballs tattoo that pops up as a notable thing.
1: Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Police Academy. So, uh, I mean, you know, we, we've told you everything you need to know about it, honestly. Uh, did you find um, Jones, Motormouth Jones, to be like kind of off-putting? I remember thinking he was so funny. As a kid. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, it is.
2: He's a mentally
1: ill person. Yeah.
2: He's, he's deranged. It's, it's sad and uncomfortable.
1: In the scenes where like he's being quote unquote funny, it doesn't even seem like he's in the same room with the people he's talking to. No. Like he is on a different planet. Yep. And nothing he does makes any sense. Right. Or there's barely context to it. Right it's so here's one thing that I thought was really weird about him. Like obviously Motormouth Jones, everybody remembers him for police Academy. He's the guy who makes all the crazy noises. Yeah. Right. So he was a comedian. Apparently I read about this. Uh, uh, I read about this. Apparently he opened for count Basie at some show. Okay. And the guy who directed the movie saw him there and they were like, we got to get this guy. He's fucking amazing. I don't think he has a speaking line in the movie. Well, there's the one where he like says his name. Right. And then he like won't stop adding sure. like titles to it. Yeah. It's like what are you to- what are you doing, man? Yeah. Um and then uh but but anyway, so like his whole deal was like making noises, right? Mm-hmm. Like he makes these crazy noises. So here's what I thought was weird about it and I couldn't stop thinking about. So you got you go you see this comedian, right? And he does these incredible noises with his mouth. And you're like, <laughs> "I'm making a movie. You are a gifted individual I need to put you on the on the big screen Uh so then you bring him you you make him a character in your movie and then you replace all of his mouth noises with generic sound effects like at Hmm. least half of those sounds were just like canned sound effects yeah I didn't think about that isn't that a weird thing to do Huh. yeah I mean it's yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's just replacing the single contribution that he had to like, like it's the one thing that he does well. It didn't occur to me when watching it, but yeah, that makes that's it's obviously what's happening. Like, yeah, when he like he's the like, machine gun thing. Yeah, when he's like, give me that, and takes the PA system. So it's like, pew, 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 yeah. pew. like he's not doing that. That's just <laughs> it's a shitty canned sound effect. Yeah, well, you ruined the movie for me. <laughs> ruined his character for me. Um, I almost feel like it, 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 uh, undermines his, his talents, his talents. But like, I remember, so I remember after when I was in, when I was a teenager, you know, like end of the nineties, uh, he appeared at a local comedy club and I remember seeing it in the newspaper and I was like, Whoa, it's Motormouth Jones from police Academy. I should go see this because he'll do all those crazy noises, but he can't really do that. <laughs> like I was thinking about it and I was like that's just that's like they're just sound effects did you in go the see movie. him? no oh. um, but if they had just let him do his sound effects which would have been probably cool I don't know maybe but at least I would have been like oh wow that's- but, but like in the in the movie there's nothing funny about it Yeah, nothing at all yeah well that's what I'm like saying it's is totally nonsensical that's what I'm saying is so weird about it it would only make sense if like this guy had this freakish ability to make these sounds. Sure, but he's like sitting in a room by himself,
2: like staring in the mirror, making these crazy sounds yeah. in the scene. Like it's not even contributing to the scene at all.
1: Yeah, like he's haunted and weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, very be, strange. in a fucking straight jacket. Yeah, I'm watching this. Like, why is this scene? Just cut the scene. I thought he was the coolest person ever yeah, when same. I was, you know, in it. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean. I, the reason why this appealed so much to someone like me when I was in elementary school is that there is no subtlety whatsoever. Cause they, they do it in uh space too. What?
2: The sound effects guy. Remember? Oh, it's him. Isn't it? Is it the him guy. Is I it? think so. Yeah.
1: Huh? But at least it's, there's a scene around it. Like it makes sense. Right. Right. This is like, they were like, we have a guy who has a crazy thing he could do. We're just going to throw him on the screen and let him do it. <laughs> It's like a freak show. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, this movie has the subtlety of, uh, a sledgehammer to the balls. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's every single thing. It's like, do you, did you notice how many laugh lines just relied on someone screaming angrily? Yes. It was so irritating. Yeah. Oh my God. Everybody just kept screaming. The only time I laughed out loud twice.
2: The first time was when the cadets show up and one of the cadets runs up to the uh the chief or whatever uh, to like kisses ass and the chief just says get out of my face you asshole i thought that was hilarious <laughs> and just like the delivery was very good uh i forget what the other scene was but it's it wasn't intended to be that funny there's also a scene where they just watch women
1: bathe oh yeah that, that was that was part of the movie well that was i i think that that was supposed to be like a trap right because it, well, sure. That's but, when Mahoney's standing there with the beer, and then Lieutenant Harris comes over and is like, "Get out of here!" But it's the
2: kind of thing you would still try to like
1: rewind and watch over and over again as a thirteen-year-old. Oh, totally. Yeah, that is another thing that is an obvious appeal to movies like this from that era. Like, right? You could see some boobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that horn dog appeal that is just like completely lost on people who have been raised on the internet because you can see everything. Um,
2: One of the taglines of Spaceballs is uh, revenge of the shtick.
1: That's not even a pun. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Revenge of the shtick. Jesus. Yeah. That is terrible. Uh, Okay. Um, That makes the Police Academy taglines sound like
2: poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, if you're interested in watching Police Academy, uh, you know, don't do something yeah. else.
1: It took me. I, I'm not. Maybe kidding. order a
2: tattoo gun instead.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Better use of your time.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was like, man, not e- not even like, it, it, just no nostalgic value to it for me. Like I I, I, I wonder if our dads
2: got together, if they would like the movie still. They probably would probably would. Right. <laughs> Speaking of, I, uh, so I forgot my dad's birthday. <laughs> <Right>. on-
1: <laughs> so you said him a police guy to be box. I <laughs> don't
2: even have a VCR anymore. Um, and I meant to order him a pizza and forgot to do that too. So Jesus, man, come on. I texted him. Happy birthday.
1: Days late. A day, a day late, a day late, a day late. A day late. Did he respond? Uh, THX. He said, thanks, man. You guys have a real tight relationship. <laughs> growing and growing my dad doesn't know how to text i couldn't i couldn't text him yeah my dad texts like a like a tween he does a lot of like use
2: huh like letter u yeah it's strange
1: that's weird when olds embrace that it's like what are you doing some like really get into it yeah like uh he
2: doesn't use emojis thank god but he'll he'll just
1: break up his language it's weird like a lot of celebrities do that i feel like yeah maybe yeah i think they lean on it as a crutch because they don't know like the different like Tomophones, so you know. speaking, speaking of <laughs> speaking of, I was watching. I forgot I was watching recently, but um, I, I haven't s- used a single drop the whole time we've been I know, talking.
2: I'm waiting for you. Oh, uh, but I was watching. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me pure it joy. Is hearing that, good? That. that is Mr. Scream from uh, I think from really World Cranked, um, and that that'll entertain me until the day I die. But. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I was watching. So I don't know how it came up, but I was watching, um, some movie or something. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was, uh, Mike Myers and Kanye West during the hurricane. Oh China, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, telethon or whatever it was. Yeah. And that was the famous line of, uh, Kanye West when he says, uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the, one of the best parts about it is Mike Myers stunned face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in his deep discomfort in the moment, and so they go back to it again, and that's when Kanye West says, when "They show white people they say they're they're uh, trying to feed their family, and black people are are looting." Um, and that whole clip, he keeps talking, and he just his he just does not make any sense after sentence two. That guy, that guy can't have a conversation. Wait, who? Kanye West. Oh, so
1: you're saying after he said that.
2: Yeah. Like if you keep watching that uh, clip, it just
1: stops kind of making sense after a while. I feel like that that is a little bit like kind of like lost to history. That, yeah. Like I don't think people, I mean, obviously. He got his the, point across. Think, yeah. yeah. And in the current state of the world, it's like things are so insane from day to day that it's like looking back on that, it, it's like um it's it's almost like the uh level of shittiness that we experience with w is like quaint, oh yeah, compared- for sure, <laughs> yeah, I just mean more like
2: you know talking about celebrities and the way they converse or like uh like you know watching Kanye West on Jimmy Kimmel like what a year ago or something, oh he's insane, yeah, he just doesn't seem like a very bright guy either, no, like he can't put. Like a sentence together, I really.
1: think that people confuse, can't put his thoughts together, yeah, people confuse talent with intelligence, yeah, you know? yeah, like you can be really good at something. it doesn 't mean that you 're like a fully well rounded right. super bright individual, yeah,
2: it means you're really good at something, and I just found it really disturbing watching him on Kimmel because it 's obvious that he's the kind of guy that's he says something and no one challenges his ideas. Yeah. Cause he's trying to, he's trying to talk about living in a simulation, but you can tell he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. He kind of said like one or two things about it and he's like drifted off. And it's like,
1: you know that he read like the first paragraph of a blog post about like living in a a simulation. Yeah. And then he was like, I get this <laughs> I'm and like he has the same like uh kind of like uninformed water cooler bullshit that you would have about something at work you know where it would yeah. be like like we're hey, living in a simulation huh yeah but he gets to do that on tv yeah. with everyone watching him yes I would just never say
2: that on tv I would stick to the facts you
1: know? yeah but imagine if you lived in this crazy I wouldn't reality. just like
2: pontificate about some bullshit
1: But you have to put yourself in his (laughs) shoes because, like, imagine you're someone who has reached that level of success and you're surrounded by people who tell you, no matter what you say, that it's genius. Right, right. So you're like, maybe I do understand this. (laughs) So I was thinking about this. This
2: is somewhat related on the subway today. uh, This is the only time I've pitched an idea to an editor and they liked it, by the way, Hmm. uh, this idea. Congrats. Um, Thank you. They (laughs) laughed. S- sincerely laughed, um, but uh, the idea was: How do you know when you've jumped the shark? You bastard! <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> like meaning: How do you know? Like you know, you have friends that you hang out with that say like uncool things sometimes, right. or weird and awkward, or like their worldview hasn't adjusted at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like how do you know when you've jumped the shark?
1: So you're saying like, how do you know when, when you're that guy? Yeah. Mm, Yeah.
2: Like, cause you see it happen to your friends and people around you, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like when, when does that happen or is that just totally inevitable? (sighs) Like, oh shit, I'm, I'm not cool anymore. Not that that you, you know, presumably were, but like you walk through the world for most people walk through the world thinking they have it somewhat together or feeling like, right. You know, I know what I'm doing. I understand the world around me. I get things that are happening in the world. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. And there's a moment when you don't anymore. Sure. (laughs) I am under no illusions that I am cool. Sure. You, but you definitely thought you were and you're cool at one point, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 20s. 20s, man. Yeah. Same. I, I peaked around, I'm going to say 26. Okay. Maybe like 24 to 26. Yeah. That was as good as it's ever going to get. I think I'll peak around 40. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. I, hope, I really I hope you do. <laughs> um, I think that like I, between the ages of 24 and 26, I had the perfect cocktail of like awareness of things that were cool, lack of self-awareness. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's key too.
1: And, uh, um, maybe that's it. Maybe that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Cause everything else to seems feel to flow cool out from there
2: and be aloof to be somewhat aloof.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Yeah. You're still at that age. I still felt young enough that everything was still ahead of me. Yes. I felt like I was definitely very in tune with like what was like current and mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I am neither of those things fuck anymore. No. Absolutely not. I am woefully behind on what's cool and I am very much in tune with my own mortality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like
2: riding the L train now. It's like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I definitely like consciously decide not to be nostalgic about that stuff. Oh, no, it's like, no. Yeah. yeah, there's no sense in that. But I, I don't feel nostalgic
2: about it at all. I just sort of find it like there's definitely a moment when that happens. And I don't think it's funny if people knew when it happened.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, it definitely happened to me. There's no <laughs> question. Like I,
2: uh, like I know I've been wearing the same clothes for the past 10 years. I'm aware of that.
1: And I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, I, I think about that. I mean, I, I think I've probably I, I vaguely remember mentioning this on our on our old show. But when I worked uh, at the newspaper and I worked on the night shift unloading the presses, there was a guy named Reggie who worked with me there. And he looked like he was from the 70s. Yeah. Like he right. he wore like one of those little like you know like uh sort of like pageboy caps. Yeah. You know, it's got like the little brim and it's kind of like floppy and smushed. He wore that and he had like uh kind of like a like not a mullet, but like long hair but it was only long in the back and a big mustache. Yep. He looked like he would play like saxophone for sure. you know George Thorogood or something, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. he he just looked like he stepped out of a time machine.
2: Just like the people that you see on the street that have the 80s haircut they've had. They decided on when they were like 23. Yeah. And just stuck with it.
1: But I worked with Reggie in 1998. Mm. Uh-huh. Right. So his look would have been contemporary in 1978. Sure. So he's 20 years out of his time. And he was your age. No, no, no. He was, he was older. Like he, that was his heyday and he just held on to it. And he was like, yo, I'm, I'm Reggie. I look like I should be in the Doobie brothers and that's (laughs) it. And like, but the thing is now I'm 38, Uh right? I'm still into the same stuff that I was into 20 years ago. Exactly. Am I Reggie? Exactly. Do so. Okay. Exactly what I'm saying. What the, what the like, the more focused question that I'm asking is, when people look at me, do they see what I saw when I looked at <laughs> Reggie? Probably. I think young kids do.
2: Yes. Right. They probably like, do. Oh, there's some emo, dude.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like what my dad listens to. Yeah. There's like one of those old guys who hasn't moved on. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. mu- that must be what they're thinking, right? Yeah. It's like, put some pants on. Christ. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. What pants do people wear now, though? Uh, like back pants. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: think you haven't been out of your apartment. Yeah. They wear baggy pants it's now? Baggy pants, yeah. Baggy pants are a thing now. Yeah.
1: For real? Yes. I. This is really. <laughs> this is really highlighting to me how completely out of touch I am. I told Can you I, I was walking. Over here? Uh, I told you. I told you. <gasps> <laughs> I was walking down the street the other day. Um, uh, purge siren. I was walking down the street the other day, and I, uh, I, I'm just like, I, I have no reason to play any of these. Right here. Um, the Nicolas Cage One is it evergreen.: Yeah what did, what did you have? A few drinks this morning? Uh, so I was walking down the street the other day, and I saw a girl wearing ski goggles and like baggy pants. I'm sure she wasn't wearing Jenkos, but it was a very late '90s, like like a prodigy look. Yeah, 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 like like Seth Green and can't hardly wait. Right, you know, like yes, like ski goggles up on the top of her head, and I like rave culture. Yes, yeah, and I just looked at her like, what? (laughs) Where did you did you just step through a portal? Like, do you know how Billie Eilish is? Yeah, isn't it Billie Eilish? Is it Eilish? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like she probably wears ski goggles
2: once. Have you seen photos of her? No, I was on her Instagram last night, so I don't know what rabbit hole I was on, but uh, she, oh, yeah, I have seen like
1: uh, photos of her. I like know she, what she dresses looks like. like
2: in intentionally very baggy, big clothes, yeah, and has a sort of like very bright, crazy colors, yeah, yeah, but it's all high fashion, yeah. It's like what kids who were into Marilyn Manson would, would have worn when we were in high school,
1: totally, yeah, and none of it is flattering, right? But I guess it's interesting. But she's like really young, so I feel like it kind of plays into her like playful but not overly sexual look because that would be weird. How How young is she? She's like 15 or 16. Really? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. She's super young. Maybe wow. 17. But yeah, she's- Really? She's definitely underage. I thought
2: she was like 20-something.
1: Nope. Wow. Okay. Super, super young. Weird. I think is like her, really? her, her brother is her producer or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. I didn't know she was that young though. Yeah. And it's like her older brother. Huh. Yeah. I, I could look this up because I am incredibly out of touch and I could just be making that up. I have no idea. She has
2: but. like a Gucci, like, um, like almost, it looks sort of like, you know, when you would wear those sumo costumes and like play wrestle with your friends, those like blown up sumo costumes as a kid. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like that's what it kind of looks like it looks like that material and that level of like thickness and bulbousness,
1: but it's like a, it's like a Gucci sumo guy. Right. She's high fashion sumo. She's (laughs) like a high fashion novelty sumo. sumo. Yes, exactly. She's 17 now. Okay, (laughs) Check out her Instagram is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, She's uh, I, I, I I heard one of her songs. Didn't do it for me. It's not my thing. Saw her on hot ones. It's fine. Saw her what on hot ones that the show where they eat hot wings. No, that is. What? (laughs) It's like the biggest thing on the internet. I don't watch a lot of TV. It's on TV. It's on. I don't watch it. Whatever. I don't watch
2: it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was my that was my epiphany today. The the jumping the shark idea.
1: Um. Yeah. That's sort of. I don't know if I've ever put it in those terms. Yeah. But it's definitely something I've thought about. Yeah. Like. I, I. There's no way I haven't jump the shark of course like i'm so i
2: like those giant white sneakers
1: like all the kids wear yeah like i'm I'm not buying those they look like shit i think that what you're saying is like the uh, the like the jumping the like sort of jumping of the personal shark right like like exactly for you as an individual it's the point at which you say The ride's over. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) My time here is done. Like I will no longer continue to evolve. I'll stay inside. Yeah. I, cause like, I mean, I made it through skinny jeans, right? Like barely, barely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, skinny jeans were a real thing. Yeah. In our, uh, in our era.
1: I mean like we're wearing them right now. Uh, Like we're wearing, we're wearing tight jeans yeah 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 your jeans are tight okay fine <laughs> but there was definitely a period in both of our lives where we wouldn't even dream of wearing tight jeans of course not right so there of not. so there wasn't we were on board for that evolution of style i have a photo of myself uh my old my first passport photo
2: i look like an extra in like a thursday video or something
1: i have like some sort of
2: not a puka shell but some sort of hemp necklace on
1: jeez i know I'm glad that I don't have any old photos of myself. I've seen one or two and I just, it looks like a broomstick with giant swaths of fabric hanging <laughs> off of it. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I would be like, Oh, that kid is
2: uh whatever we get.
1: I, I like, it, you know, not to go on and on about this, but I, I like, have you ever seen like, I think, I sort of lost control of things when uh, people started wearing really long T-shirts. You lost control of things. That's when I lost, <laughs> like, that's when I lost the, the ability to understand. Yeah, yeah, where I was like, that was like 1999. No. Yes. No, I'm talking about like the like late aughts. That was before late aughts. The giant T-shirts. No, like the really long T-shirts. Not a giant shirt, but a, a shirt that itself is cut like bizarrely long. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, it's like, it's like, like, like Jonathan from Oh Yeah Dude would wear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Like when I see that, I'm like, I don't get that. Like I don't, yeah. I don't get how you I hate. Even now,
2: if I have to lift up my shirt to get into my pockets, it's too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. I just, you know, I want to be aerodynamic. I'm same. just like, I um,
2: sort of on the same tangent. So we've both jumped the shark. I think oh, is yes. what we, yes. Um, sort of on the same tangent. I was at this dinner party recently. Can I get a drop? And, uh,
0: oh, yeah. every time I drive down the road, I <laughs> want to jerk the wheel into a goddamn bridge in <laughs>
2: That's good. Oh. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <is> it, like,
1: <coughs> it sort of bugs me how shock jockey it is. I know, but, but I it really cracks me up. But, I know. Yeah. I wish there were more. Yeah, because we only have eight buttons, and uh, I really even today I was doing research. I was like, how can I add buttons to this thing? Because I need <laughs> more. <laughs> um, but, uh, what was this? oh, so that, at this dinner
2: party recently for a friend of mine who's uh, around my age, and there's another woman who is old, a few years older and then a guy who was in his like mid 20s was there. And so we're eating dinner. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to order. We're going to share some meals, share some plates together. And, um, he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't eat anything red right now. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, are you, you're going some some kind of diet or something like no red meat? No things that color red. things that are the color red oh yeah okay sure i was like oh okay cool you're like on a is that like uh uh give you uh inflammation or something or like what's (laughs) he's like oh you know i just um just have a guy right now and he's like advising me about things to do i'm like okay all right um i automatically have a thousand questions sure i'm trying to be cool you know, we're at dinner. We're at this nice restaurant. I was like, okay. Um, and so after a, a couple beats, I'm like, so uh, what else does he tell you to do? He's like, oh, you know, I just, he tells me that I should, um, I should talk less. <laughs> okay. I didn't take that as okay. like, uh, this conversation's over. Right. Uh, which right. maybe I should have. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what he was saying. <laughs> I was like, please stop bothering me. Uh, also, he's dressed all in black.
1: Okay. Pretty uh,
2: normal for New York. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh his fingernails are black, also not a big deal.
1: Yeah. Um he he ha- like a, he's like a gothy kind of person? No. He's like fashion y. Oh, okay. You know? Uh, yeah. fashion like that. People line. get to sort of like visit those worlds.
2: Yeah. He's yeah. not gothy, but it's but he's not like high fashion. He's just sort of
1: like a very intentional look. Right. Yeah. He had long t shirts and then got rid of them. Maybe. He's current. Maybe yes, <laughs> yeah,
2: and so um, he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, how did you find this guy? Or no, yeah. I think I said, how did you find this guy? And he said, oh, I didn't really know. I was looking for him. He just sort of came to me. No, I'm sorry. The the next question was, is he like a so like a guru? Is he a guru of yours? Yeah. And he kind of laughs like, yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. So I think he has like a a cool friend. You know, like a right. cool like older brother kind of
1: friend yeah 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 someone you Somebody know he's latched on to yeah that's giving him a, a life advice right guidance in some way don't drink any cherokee red soda and, and i'm thinking
2: cool like my dad doesn't like me anymore like yeah i could use one of those guys like <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh
1: that'd be that'd be chill i can you know. yeah no more swedish fish and don't talk about me <laughs> exactly <laughs> These are the rules of our friendship, (laughs) right? Exactly. So (laughs) then I asked how he, how
2: he knew he wanted one. I forget what I said, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I just, I didn't know. He sort of came to me." And then you know, I'm thinking about it for a few minutes, and we're we're still ordering, and I'm like, "Is this guy real?" And he's like, "No." Uh, also I should note I should I should have prefaced this story with I have bought shrooms from this guy <laughs> that was a key, uh, key component to the story that I have, is I've, a
1: crazy
2: <laughs>
1: crazy thing
2: yeah so I have bought shrooms from him he grows shrooms he does a lot of shrooms so this guy who came to him in his mind, uh, he found him on a very intense shroom trip. Okay. Uh, also, when he said this, no one else looked like batted an eye. No one else was like, that's crazy. Like that's something you should talk to a doctor about. When like, he said that, did you do like a slow burn look at the rest of the table? <laughs> like, are you, you no, guys I was trying to play for cool. like, so, uh, yeah, no meatballs. That's fine. It's in red sauce, you
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want, man. That is wild. Yeah. Um did he seem to have any awareness of how completely bonkers that is?
2: Absolutely not. He's also seemed extremely content and peaceful.
1: I mean that's more than I could say for myself. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well the first time I bought shrooms off of him, it was for
2: uh no, it wasn't for your bachelor party. But um we You know, I was like trying to figure out how long they last, you know, how long I can keep them because he gave me a lot. It was like four people's worth. There's three of us doing it. You know, it's a lot of shrooms. Yep. And uh, he's like, I asked him how long they last and he said, you know, like four to six hours. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, like, you know, if I keep them, like how many days or weeks can I keep them for? Right. He's like, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: it's like I'm literally looking the bag clean like the day I get him. So
2: I think he does mushroom tea every day. Like drinks mushroom tea. Every Jesus day.
1: Christ.
2: Yeah. Man. He also seems extremely happy.
1: I mean, I can understand why. Yeah. Cause he's incredibly high. <laughs> Just saying, um, something to think about. My friend started a CBD oil company and, uh, so I was taking CBD oil every morning. Mm-hmm. Useless. I hate this stuff. It does nothing. I, I,
2: I felt a, a reaction to it and I really? did not enjoy it. Yeah. What was your reaction? Just kind
1: of like dulled out, like kind of zoned out all the time. I felt nothing. No, I hated it. I put it in my coffee in the morning. How much? Uh, I don't know. A full dropper. And he told me it was the really strong stuff. Huh. And I was like, okay. I don't believe in this, so I will try it. (laughs) It's real. It does work. I just don't believe that. I felt nothing. And I've had people tell me like, yeah, I got, I went to the local coffee shop and they have CBD oil that they'll add to your drink or whatever. And like, Oh, I couldn't work for the rest of the afternoon. I'm like, what are you talking about? They ban it in New York. No, you can get it anywhere. Really? Excuse me. Um,
2: yeah, no. I was taking it when I was uh, at my last job because I was very stressed out and I wasn't sleeping, and it just made me like unable. Like I remember being in this meeting, this like kind of big meeting, and there's a moment where I needed to respond to something. and It was obvious that I had no idea what was happening, and like I almost responded. I'm so glad I didn't say what I was thinking because it didn't make any sense in the conversation. Huh?
1: I was just, like, you know, kind of like staring out the window all day,
2: like couldn't focus.
1: That is so weird to me because I. I, maybe, maybe. Yeah, everybody's different. You, you know, people react to things in different ways. Yeah, I had no discernible reaction whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, but shrooms, I definitely had a reaction to. <laughs> yeah, it was great.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I really enjoy that this guy is uh, able to exist that way, and it's uh, totally chill. And he's having like a whole new, different like worldview. Yeah.
1: I mean, bless his heart. Yeah. I, I, you know what he's not doing buying tattoo guns. Hey, neither am I. <laughs> 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 um, but if he did, he probably wouldn't return it. Cause he'd be super chill with that idea. He'd yeah. be like, yeah, this is, this is the move. Can I drop? Uh, yeah. What do you? Uh, he, uh, oh! he was
2: getting a tattoo of, uh, the next day, he's going to get tattoos of three lines on one finger and seven lines on the other finger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the... That, that's a thing, the uh, lines on uh, fingers? Yeah, it's, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, there's a coffee shop downstairs, and I went there to get a coffee the other day, and the the woman working there was wearing a Tommy Boy shirt, like the movie Tommy Boy. Oh, but it, it, it no, was like Tommy Hilfiger. No, it was, uh, that's like, funny. yeah. And it said Tommy Callahan's steakhouse on the front and that's on the funny. back, it had the quote where it's like, you can get a good look at a steak by sticking your head up a yeah. bull's ass or, you know, like that whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I ordered my coffee and she turned she around young? to get it. Yeah. I mean, younger than me. Okay. Uh, in her twenties yeah. and she turned around to like get the coffee and I, I saw the quote on her back and I was reading it and I was like, Oh, I really like your shirt. And she was like, Oh, thanks. I don't think it's a real steakhouse. Oh my God. And I was like, w- <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> Did you say that to her? No, but oh, the reason I brought this up is because she handed me my coffee and she had lines tattooed across her fingers and I was like, is that the new thing? Like it's like lines, jailhouse tattooed across your fingers. Well, it's, it's been the new thing for like five years now. Right. But now it's no longer this, right? It's no longer the tattoo here. The the wrist thing. Yeah. Like the, the sort of like back edge of the wrist. That was the old cool thing. Now it's, I never in a million years. Thought that hand tattoos would become like so common. I I went on a couple of dates with a girl who had those hand tattoos, like lines. Yeah, like different different symbols. And I was like, oh, what is that about? She's like, oh, I don't know. It's, you know, wanted it. Just what? a just a random ass hand tattoo. What? Like, what? I don't know. I, yeah, I was in Rikers for six months, and yeah, that was I really acclimated to prison life and got hand tattoos. Different vibe. <laughs> a couple years ago, for hand tattoos. But
2: yeah. you know now it's uh, hip and trendy so
1: I remember somebody saying to me uh in for this is probably in the 90s I don't know <laughs> we were talking about tattoos but I remember somebody, somebody who had tattoos saying to me you'll you can never get tattoos from your wrist down or from your your uh collarbone up like yeah. it will never be socially acceptable and I think at the time we were marveling at the idea that like so many people were getting sleeves Right And I was like, damn, that is like a huge commitment. I can't like so many people are getting sleeves and the, this person who had a ton of tattoos was like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but like never, ever, ever will you be able to get anything from the wrist down or from the collarbone up. You know who didn't get that memo? Who? Moby. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking guy. Um, Or seemingly every teenager in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That's something I, I uh, you look crazy but whatever
1: yeah i mean i guess the hand thing is not that big of a deal like i mean who who gives a shit right right like just wear gloves all the time yeah well <laughs> it'll just become so commonplace that you won't really like think about it but i i remember like i remember that being really jarring when somebody you know you, like you're in a store or a restaurant or something and like somebody hands you something and you like catch a glimpse of a tattoo on their hand yeah and you're like damn you've seen some shit
2: yeah And now it's like the hip dude on the subway just has it. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was just thinking about how uh, as we've been recording this, I've had three beers and I could measure my level of tipsiness by how much I'm regretting canceling the order on the the (laughs) tattoo machine. (laughs) (laughs) sorry to hear that. Maybe that would be cool. I mean, you'll just couple couple clicks, man. I know but yeah i don't even want to go down cool, the, for what re- reason the, the, uh, <clears throat> so the what i will say is like i do understand what i was thinking about and i was watching these guys tattoo and like i you know i'm someone who like draws and occasionally paints and stuff yeah. like that like i'm not like completely uh without artistic ability sure and like that that technique like to be able to like like do that like on skin with the interference of the ink being there like kind of in the way like that seems really like difficult, sure and interesting, so it would be like it it would scratch an itch in my brain a little bit to know if I could do it mm. I just don't want to do it you really don't want to yeah, because you know what's going to happen you don't want to open that door I know exactly it's it, how it, like if i if I ordered a thirty dollar tattoo machine on Amazon and I said to myself which I said to myself last night I'm not going to tattoo anybody (laughs) I'm just going to use the like little practice like they give you like a block of like practice skin basically yeah I'm sure that looks cool (laughs) Uh, but you can like practice on bananas and stuff like that how many days do you think would go by a week before I was tattooing myself
2: a week easily
1: I don't even think I'd make it a week
2: everyone tattoos their own thighs right that's, that's the thing, your junk thigh, your garbage yeah. thigh?
1: Yeah, a guy I went to high school with uh, gave himself a jailhouse tattoo in school of the Misfits logo on his thigh upside down so he could read it while he was looking down at cool. it. Cool. <laughs> does he still have it? Yeah, I'm sure he does. There's <laughs> no way he doesn't have that anymore. Nice.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to tell a story about uh, my toilet being clogged. Unless you have something else you want to talk about? No, I got nothing. Okay. A um, couple months ago now, I was uh, using the restroom in my apartment. And uh, the restroom in my apartment. And, yeah, that's um, a really weird
1: way to say that. Yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> um, and you know, he sleeps in, he lives in the bus station. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, uh, so, you know, the toilet's cloth, Sure. Right. And so I didn't have a plunger. Um, and I was like, "All right, I have to. Get a, I'll have to get a plunger." It's really hard for me to do something out of my regular planned schedule. Right, it's a, I, it's a real challenge for me. To like, go to the post office, right, or like run some small errand that those, I Those like to do to-do
1: list items.
2: I'm shit at those. It Takes yeah. me fucking forever. Same weeks, literally yes. months sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, needless to say, like the toilet flushes but very very slowly right? right so it's not a disaster situation by any means right. it's just uh, unpleasant right you know for like a little while yeah not a huge deal and so you know one it's going on for like a week and then one weekend it sort of gets better and then the next week it gets bad again so like all right
1: I need to get this plunger it's a very fluid situation you know nice maybe you don't need to take action Exactly. Maybe it's going to sort itself out. Also, <laughs> my landlord
2: is a pain in the ass. She lives above me. I live in, in like a brownstone situation where she lives on the top three floors and I live in the basement level and it's just her and I, and she is just up my shit all the time. Mm. Like she can just like, she just knocks on my window and looks at my apartment and like talks to me. That's weird. Don't love it. Really don't love it. Um, and so like she doesn't give me my mail. Like, I don't have my own mailbox. I got my own mailbox. I bought one. She took it. She took your mailbox? Yeah. Because she says they won't deliver to two different addresses at one place. And I was sounds like, like, that's not true. It sounds like this is an illegal apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not. But I have my own entrance and bathroom and whatever. It's fine. Right, right. So anyway, uh, I'm sort of avoiding dealing with her, too. I want to take care of it myself because right. I don't have to deal with her. Right. So
1: that's why you've been shitting in buckets for weeks. Correct. Uh,
2: so I eventually get a plunger on, uh, on a Sunday. On a Sunday morning, I plunge it. Uh-huh.
1: Does not work. Okay. So now it's a serious problem. Now we're peeing in old coffee cans and walking <laughs> to the local Starbucks.
2: <laughs> or just like throwing them over my shoulder as I walk down the street. Um, so I call her and her immediate reaction is, what did you do? What did you flush down there? And I was like, just normal stuff, right? And she's like, "There's no way you would get clogged if it, you're just flushing feces down there. Just
1: normal household trash, like everyone <laughs> else, you know, <laughs> just my recycling, right?
2: <laughs> my compost and my recycling. Um, and uh, and so you know, it's immediately annoying, right? So she has a guy for everything. So her guy comes. And it's now Sunday, so I'm basically staying home waiting for the guy to come. Right. The guy comes, he gets a snake in the toilet, does not work. Oh, boy. And so now she's pissed. And she's like, you must have done something down there, yada, yada, yada. I was like, I'm telling you, normal things, nothing, no strange foreign objects.
1: Like, I'm not thrilled about this. Yeah, exactly. I
2: am also uncomfortable. This is not a master plan. Correct. So she decides (laughs) that she needs to call. Rotor Rooter. Okay. It's now like eight PM. Right. And so Rotor comes in like an like an hour. <laughs> and the guy comes in his uniform, also comes with a snake. uh uh-huh. And he says I forget what he says. You know, he looks in it, he's like, Oh I'll have to snake it and then go in the basement. And she said, How much will that cost? Oh, sorry. I forgot to I forgot to say before he came, she said you are going to pay for this. Not like revenge, more like whatever happened. It's your fault. So you're going to like, pay for how much this bill is. She seems very uncool. I was like, that's not how this works. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not. That's, that's just unreasonable. I'm pretty sure. I'll take it out of my rent. That's part of, you know, my lease that you you deal with this kind of thing. She's sort of arguing for a little bit. So wrote wrote a, guy comes, he says it'll be $220. Uh-huh. She's like, absolutely not. How much do we think the plumber's going to cost? Right. How much is a plumber? I have no idea. Right. But that seemed like an okay amount to pay your plumber. Yeah.
1: So I can poop. Right. So, and continue flushing all of your red foods down the toilet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so
2: he leaves, she goes back upstairs, doesn't say anything. So after like 10 minutes, I'm, I call her. I'm like, so what's up? What, what What's the new
1: plan? She says,
2: oh, you know, well. So uh, She
1: sends him packing. He doesn't fix your toilet. Correct. Okay. Nothing happens. Everyone okay. just leaves in a huff. Okay. He so, must have been so annoyed.
2: Well, what does
1: he care? He doesn't have to clean shit out, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't think he's getting paid commission. Right. But it's like, hey, I came out of here, you know? Sure. Are you don't let me fucking do this thing? Yeah, sure. It's probably just like smoking cigarettes in the car. <laughs> Who cares? Um, so, uh,
2: I call her, I ask her what, what's the plan? And she says, well, I'm gonna have a guy come tomorrow morning. Cool. I have work tomorrow. Right. I now have to stay home from work to this new other plumber guy. come, Right. So 4am I wake up because there's now sewage coming out of my shower drain. Super awesome. There's like two inches of sewage and water in my bathroom, all over the place. Like on the floor? Yep. Oh. Yes. So now I'm pissed. You know, I'm not sleeping. Yeah. My apartment is smells like shit. There's shit everywhere. Right. Not a great scene. <laughs> so I call her at 6 a.m. And I was like, hey, this is a real problem for me. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. She eventually calls her guy. And her guy comes at like 7.30 or 8. Um, and he's this huge guy. And he's like, comes in, looks in the bathroom, he's like, "Oh, this is a, this oh, a real shit problem. everywhere! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's <laughs> a real problem." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so he, he leaves, goes in the basement, is doing a bunch of work down there. He eventually comes out with this humongous garbage bag filled with like half-filled. <laughs> <laughs> Is like, it's all, it's all taken care of now. And I was like, I have to ask, is there anything foreign down there? He's like, just a lot of feces. <laughs> to this, I am pleased. I am thrilled to know there's just a ton of feces.
1: And then he went back out to
2: his car. Every yeah.
0: time I drive down the road, I want to jerk the wheel into a goddamn bridge in Puntman. <laughs>
2: And so he leaves. It's all taken care of. And then, you know, my landlord a couple of minutes later after it's all taken care of. And now I'm like, you know, I'm in gloves scrubbing my bathroom with bleach.
1: Yeah. Super great day. So fun.
2: So fun. <laughs> no apology from her or anything. Right. For being a jerk about it. Um, so she calls me and says, uh, Oh yeah, well, you know, just uh tell your guests not to flush anything. Don't not to use a lot of toilet paper. Okay. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay. So it ends I clean my bathroom, whatever. Cut to 2 months later. I'm laying on my couch and watching TV and she just pokes her head in my window, knocks on my window, and I go outside because, you know, we have the trash outside. We have like a little like fenced in kind of like yard sort of situation Uh where where we sometimes put like our garbage or our recycling before trash day comes. Sure. So there's this giant, she comes, I go outside and she's like, is this yours? It's like large garbage bag. And I was like, no, it's not mine. I thought it was yours. It's been there for a while. Oh God. And then it immediately dawned on me. I was like, that's the bag of shit. <laughs> it's just been sitting in our yard for like two months. And so I, ha- I lift it up and it's like weighs maybe 80 pounds.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
2: It's a tremendous bag of feces that's just been sitting in our yard, like cooking in the sun. Oh my. And, I, and when she realizes, she freaks out. She's like, Oh my God. Um, and so I like, she makes me double bag it, which is doesn't make any sense. Cause it's not going to like tear through the bag. It's like an industrial strength garbage bag uh-huh. um, and put it out in the yard. And that was that.
1: Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Can you imagine the garbage guy coming to pick that up (laughs) like (laughs) he even over his shoulder? (laughs) I mean he's just like picking up picking up trash bags (sighs) like normal goes to pick that up, separates his shoulder because it's like a hundred pounds. <laughs> so is there a body in here? <laughs> and then he drags it over the truck and it just explodes Ooh, shit everywhere. Oh my God. Because did you ever see like sometimes they'll throw the bags in and then they stand there and like they got to mash it down. Yeah, you know? right, right. That's a real juicy one. Holy moly. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Could have just blow a cannonball of poop <laughs> out of the guy. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, that's my living situation right now. Sounds I mean it's uh, good
2: otherwise. Tense. <laughs> she often loses my mail because it all comes to her. So I'll get like a couple New Yorkers from April every now and again. That would drive me insane. Yeah, I don't get all my packages all the time. Ugh. Yeah, it's very annoying. But I mostly send it to work now. But, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. So if you're trying to get in touch with me, don't write me a letter. Just give me a call, (laughs) drunk dial me, whatever you need to do. Yeah,
1: yeah, wow. (laughs) Wow, bag of poop, huh? Yeah. That's a big old bag of poop. Did it like start to like inflate? No. It was pretty, pretty, things would start to fester up in there. Pretty airtight, I think.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was fun to watch the guy carry it through my apartment, carry it like the length of my apartment. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was entertaining. Wow, Uh, whoa! Vox Media acquires New York Magazine, huh? Wow, that seems like a big deal. Yep. Um, okay. Let's see. Right, we're, how are we doing on time? We we got
1: this is a long boy. Oh, is it okay? We've <laughs> yeah. gone long. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we're not we're not trying to run out the clock or anything. Okay. Um, any inquiries? Let's see. Uh. Friend of mine is just
2: asking about uh weekend at Bernie, should have got an Oscar Nod. Uh someone asks uh what's your type romantically and frustrates you about the
1: type you choose? My wife <laughs> and <Heyo>. my wife. <laughs> Heyo. Oh what's your type
2: romantically and what frustrates you about the type that you choose?
1: uh i mean uh, for me personally yeah uh my wife is my type okay um and i think that uh <laughs> have you dated other
2: not quite your wives in the past have like your other previous girlfriends been similar to your wife oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so what is that type
1: some some others have not been but sure um Uh, you know, I, I think that like one of the things that's like cool about, uh, my wife and I think that like what I have tended to go for is like not someone who shares my interests, but where there's like, we're sort of a Venn diagram, you know? Yeah. 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 We have a, we have a good overlap and in that area of overlap, we have a great time. Yes. That's like the area where you get to relax together. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes those other areas are just so brutally incompatible that you <laughs> you just <laughs> you look at each other like, what are you? That's oh,
2: for for me and probably you too. That's almost always music.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, when I first started dating my wife, we had extremely compatible musical tastes. Um. Or well, I would say that I liked her music. She didn't really like mine. Sure. Um, but she's, she, she has embraced pop, uh, in the way that, um, you know, the culture has, which I've talked about at length that I don't fully understand. And, uh, you know, people who were listening to garage rock a few years ago are now listening to like Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't understand. I don't get that either. Um, so when my wife is playing the new Taylor Swift album, I don't really get that it doesn't work for me. No, I don't hate it. Like I'm not like screaming. It's just hard to relate to you. Like hard to know what the interesting part is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, I guess it's like catchy and whatever, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, but we really love, um, I I think our, our taste in movies is very, very similar or there's like way more overlap than I would say like anything else. Sure. Um, But yeah, you know, I uh, in terms of type, I am into uh, mercurial, passionate people, Uh, people who uh, will very boldly state a preference. Yes. Whether they mean it 100 percent or not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I would say I have a very similar type. Um, I love someone who has a million hills to die on. Yeah. Just for shits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so many potential battles. Yeah, exactly. And just for fun. I
2: love when it's like not uh, not personal, the debate, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like no one's feelings are getting hurt. Um, but as far as like musical taste and that sort of thing, I don't really care that much. As long as you're like not a dick about it. As long as you're open-minded to it. Like whatever. I'll be a dick about the things I don't like about your stuff. Right. But I'm hoping you're cool about the things that I like.
1: I think what I, what I enjoy most about my wife and about like, I guess the people that I've had, you know, semi successful relationships with is that like, I like when people are into stuff. Yes, exactly. I don't need to be into the stuff. Sure. But I, I can't relate to someone if they're not into stuff.
2: Yes. I don't need you to. Because then what are we talking about? I can't talk about my stuff
1: all the time. Right. Like, like I need you to have an opinion. We don't have to have the same opinion. Yeah. You don't have to like all my shit, but like, you got to like your shit. You got to have like, so I can tell you what I'm into and you tell me what you're into. We got a little, little back and forth there. Yeah. Um, I would agree. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Um,
2: does that, Oh, and the frustrating, frustrating part. What is the frustrating part about that?
1: Well, the frustrating part is sometimes you just want to like, you just want to be like doing your shit. And the yeah, other person's yeah, like, yeah. I don't like your shit because I am an opinionated person too. Sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, it's that inherently creates tension when you're both passionate about different things. Right. Yeah. But I would way to eat that any day over uh, Sarah Plantel. You know, the plain Jane, like no opinion personality. I don't know who that is. I'm just or saying like person? someone,
1: someone who's not strongly <laughs> opinionated. All. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all. That I would never, I can't, I'm, I mean, I'm insane. I, I, I almost bought a tattoo machine last night because <laughs> for a second, I thought it would be funny to learn how to give tattoos. To people. I love that. We were trying to figure out what our next, uh, what our next
2: topic was going to be the other night. And I knew you were drunk, but you were like, Oh, we should do Pretty Woman. I was watching Pretty Woman. I knew you were watching Pretty Woman, but I also knew like the next day you probably would not have suggested Pretty Woman. Oh, I would have. Yeah, yeah, I would totally do Pretty Woman. Would you watch Pretty Woman sober? Yeah. Huh.
1: It's a good movie. Yeah. Also, uh, it has like a, a, a like a um, nostalgic appeal for me because it was one of the only VHS tapes we had when I was growing up. Yeah, it was my
2: grandmother's favorite movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, everyone was fine with main character being a prostitute yeah that was i i I, you know we're not talking about pretty woman but uh i mean that's not what this episode's about but uh (laughs) i i watched it the other night because i realized that like so like i remember that movie in a level of detail that i'm not sure that i remember any other movie like Mm. I could, I could probably sit here and like, I can't give you every line of the movie, but I can sit here and I could probably list every single scene of the movie. I know like every, it is so indelibly. I feel that way about Tommy boy. Yeah. Tommy
2: boy, Tommy boy
1: and uh, probably office space. I I love both of those movies, but like there was something about like, like my mom got it for Christmas one year on VHS so every time I stayed home from school sick, it was sure. like, I, I'll just put in pretty woman. Cause it's like one of the only tapes we have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I just, I watched it so many times and it, you know, I watched it the other night, like you were saying. And, uh, I think there was a lot that I didn't get. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> also it's like, it's like kind of a huge bummer. Like the movie is like, don't they end up together? They do. So it's, you know, I mean, it's a really shitty situation though. Like they're like really unhappy people in a bad situation. Why, why is he unhappy? Um, I, I think that he's like a, uh, he's a guy who pays for sex. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like also like overlooked. You're supposed to like really like, you're supposed to think he's wonderful because he's like a romantic dreamer who's been trapped in this world of excess and who like wants, uh, you know, real connection. And he can't get that from like, I don't know the people around him or something.
2: Yes. And so he finds it from a woman. Yeah. A woman he pays for sex, which is fine. You know, that's nothing wrong with paying for sex.
1: Julia Roberts was so outrageously charming in that movie. Yeah. It's like, I can't even think of someone who's on her level. I totally agree. She's striking in that movie. Also, she seems like ageless. Yeah. Like she, she was in her early twenties. She was like, she was like 23 or something when she made that movie. Yeah. She's great. She, if you told me she was 23 or if you told me she was 33 or even older, I think I would believe it. She's an American treasure. Absolutely. She is the female Kevin Costner. (laughs) Oh yeah. Good call. Or like the female Tom Hanks or is that Sally field? Yeah. Maybe. so. <laughs> <laughs> also like it, Richard Gere is so uh, difficult to place age wise in that movie too. Yeah, because like He's always 50. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, so I remember watching it when I was younger and thinking like this dude is old as shit. Yeah. And like you, when you look at him, I mean, you know, like what Richard Gere looks like throughout the years watching pretty woman. Now he looks so he looks like a baby with gray hair, right? It's so weird. Yeah. I think the gray hair kind of like throws you off in understanding. Do you think uh, it's natural gray hair or dyed gray hair? I think it's natural. Also his face has like no expression whatsoever. (laughs) He's stoic as fuck. I started getting some grays in the sides here oh yeah look like paulie from the soprano scene. i've been i've been gray since high school man really since high school yeah i started going gray when i was 16 Huh. wow yeah it's wild yeah i mean it's definitely ramped up i got a fucking wizard beard now but <laughs> 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 whatever yeah uh all right that's probably enough right yeah yeah plenty of material okay uh yeah cool well uh this has been our review of, <laughs> of Police Academy. Police Academy 1. Uh, yeah. Um, so hope you enjoyed listening. You know, we're on the internet. <laughs> we're on all the places. Uh, FrankandEric.com will be a thing maybe by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, uh, But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you, hope you enjoyed it and hope you tune in for the next one. All right. Stay positive. All right.